Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing healing the child within. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss how to heal the child within. We're going to talk about some of the barriers in doing so in healing the child within. I'm also going to offer some tips to heal the inner child and uh, how to make that process smoother and easier. So a phenomenal book, a, really just a pivotal book uh, on this topic of healing the inner child is Healing the Child Within by Charles Whitfield, MD. Uh, this book was short, it was succinct and extremely powerful and honestly a game changer when it comes to healing the inner child. Uh, and I suggest anyone looking to heal the inner child to get this book and go ahead and read it. So I'm going to share the link to purchase this book in the description section below. So one of the points that he brings in his book is this idea of the false self and, and ultimately why we develop a false self in childhood. So when we are children and we're being abused, let's say we're, we're being shamed as a result of a selfish, abusive, or narcissistic parent, then our true self, our authentic self, the child within, is going to be stifled, abused, and shamed to a point where the child concludes that they literally they just can't accept this, this, true, this uh, authentic self. It is too unlovable. And what they do is they build a false self, a pseudo-self, to mask and ultimately defend against the true self. Which, uh, which ultimately that true self is the child within, and it's in essence, it's shamed to death. So the child is ultimately trying to cope with all this shame, and one of the ways they cope is by disconnecting from it, splitting off, and ultimately developing a pseudo, a false self. So this false self is a false self that is manufactured by the child and eventually by the adult, and it's, it's designed in order to be approved of, to be accepted, and to get their needs met. It offers the child the best chance of getting their needs met. And this false self is in essence a reflection of whatever the parent needs the child to be. And because it is a false self, it's obviously not real, it can be manipulated on a whim and, and ultimately manufactured as needed to fit the will of the abusive parent. Now, while this false self does create the best chance of the child's survival, and in many instances it saves the child's life, however, uh, unfortunately it also splits the child where they are forced to reject and deny their authenticity in exchange for approval, acceptance, and to, uh, to get their needs met. And rarely does this child and later adult uh, go and re rescue and, and heal and, and go ahead and get back in touch with that child that has been split off and rejected. Now, when we have a split from our child self, when we are disconnected from the child within, we're going to inevitably feel lost, abandoned, disconnected, and ultimately we're not going to be in touch with our core self, our soul, and the powerful force, uh, the powerful present moment force of unconditional love that would fl flow naturally in us if we were to be fully aligned with our higher self and if we were to have a healthy and integrated child within. So in childhood, we were helpless, right? We're dependent on others outside of ourselves to meet our needs. Uh, now without those people, meeting our needs because we have no way of doing that for ourselves, then in essence we are going to be abandoned, helpless, and we're going to have a diminished sense of self. Now now that we've grown up and ultimately we're able to make decisions and we can take responsibility, and therefore we are not helpless and we're not dependent like this child within. 
The problem is, is that the hurt and shamed and wounded and helpless child is still stuck in childhood without its needs met. So it's really going to be up, it's going to be entirely up to the, the present day adult parent self to go back, rescue, save, and be the parent to this child and ultimately heal the child within. Now, if we do not do this, then the hurt child within is, like I mentioned, is stuck in childhood with unmet needs. And what's going to start to do is start to hijack our lives and, and specifically our intimate relationships. And it's going to manifest itself in codependent, narcissistic relationships, uh, self-sabotaging behavior, self-loathing, uh, self-avoiding tendencies. And ultimately, it's going to lead to unhappiness unhappy, and, and unfulfillment as a result. And in essence, this child is still looking outside of him or herself for the parent to meet their needs, much in the way that they did as a helpless child early on, and ultimately they were unsuccessful. So healing the child within begins with realizing that no one outside of ourself can heal this child within and meet his or her needs. And when we try to look outside of ourselves, ultimately we are looking in the wrong place because we become the only person who can do that. Only we can be the parent and meet the needs of this child self. And, and the great news is, is that we do have everything we need inside of ourselves to do this work, to heal the child within. We just have to go through the process of, of learning some life skills and, and, uh, and, and developing a relationship to this child within and uh, meeting their needs and nurturing them back to, uh, back to health, which is extremely sacred and uh, powerful and important work to do. So how's this done? How do we heal the child within? So there's several different key important uh, insights that I'm going to share on uh, how to do this. Firstly, we need to let go of and really stop identifying with the false self. We need to understand that living in denial of our child self, rejecting this child and avoiding him or her is essentially to abandon ourself, to abandon the child and to reject the child much in the way that, that uh, he or she was treated and experienced rejection and abandonment early on. Now, when we have the courage to face this child self and, and confront this child and in essence uh, become the parent to him or her, we can begin the deep work of, of giving this child what they didn't get, meeting their unmet needs, helping them regulate their emotions, feel their feelings, and, uh, and feel loved, accepted. And uh, in other words, we become the parent and the healer to this child self. When being the parent to the child within, it's vital to identify with the parent self. This parent self is the part of us that is the mature, non-reactive, compassionate, patient, and fully present. Now this person, which is the evolved part of us, has a, a job to do, and this job is to hold space for and to meet the needs of the child self. So many of us, so many people were experienced, their needs, their child self experienced uh, themselves as a bother, right, as a burden, and ultimately they, the, we treat our own inner child the same way as a result. You know, we'll shame, let's say reject, mock, or abandon this child, but but when we do this, in essence, we're becoming our own perpetrator, and as a result of this, we uh, we miss the opportunity to integrate and heal the child within. Now, this hurt child has needs that went unmet, and being that we are now the adult in the room with this child, this child will most usually have resistances to us, the adult, since adults in the child's early life prove to be hurtful, unsafe, untrustworthy, and ultimately now we are the adult in the room. So it makes sense that this child would would not trust us. So it's important to, to in dealing with a hurt child within, to, to, to be patient and compassionate with this child. And uh, ultimately, since we are trying to gain the trust of the child, this child feels extremely betrayed. It's going to probably retaliate and, and, and test us. Um, but this is why it is such an important, sensitive, and delicate process that needs to be dealt with accordingly. We do not get to choose when and how much of the child self is going to integrate. Uh, this happens when the child decides that they're ready and ultimately when they feel that we are a trusting, loving, and safe parent. 
So how do we know that the child within is ready to integrate? How do we know that the child wants to connect with us and ultimately be, be a part of our lives, be a part of our daily experiences? And the answer to that question is triggers. So a trigger essentially is a knock at the front door, at the proverbial front door from our child self. And the child self is in essence asking to be accepted, to have its needs met, and to be loved, to be integrated. So how we react to our triggers will determine if we are going to integrate the child and accept the child or, or not, or if the child will run away, will avoid us. If we react by being highly defensive, reactive, if we uh, reject the child or we shame the child, if we identify with the negative emotions and the inner critic thoughts, then in essence, we are becoming the child within and uh, we are not identifying with the adult self, with the parent self, and, and not as the regulated, right, trusting, safe, and unconditionally loving parent. So as a result, we're going to miss this opportunity to hold space for, to gain the trust of, and therefore integrate this child within. It is so important to practice present moment awareness, to stay present when we are dealing with this child self, when we are triggered. I cannot say this enough. It is, is so ridiculously important because early on when we were hurt, it was mostly because we had an emotionally unavailable parent. Whatever abuse happened, the fact of the matter is we did not have a safe, loving, and compassionate parent to hold space for us. And uh, being emotionally available to a parent, to a child is everything. It's quite quite the, the difference maker. And when we are present and emotionally available to our child self, we can help our child self feel safe, and that we have a much infinitely better chance of winning over the child self and having him or her integrate. Now, while being present, we want to feel our feelings, right? regardless of how unbelievably painful uh, they are and, and the desire to run away to escape. Uh, these feelings, in essence, you can say these feelings are the child, the child within. So the wounded child needs the adult self, so yourself in this case, to be emotionally available, to hold space uh, as he or she opens up, is vulnerable, and ultimately expresses her hurts, her pains, and, uh, and, uh, it is, and is integrated. So by, by being present for our child within, we are giving the child so many other nutrients that they didn't receive, and that's why being present is so valuable and so important to the child self, and those needs include attention, uh, validation, safety, attunement, and uh, most notably, unconditional love, to name a few. So with these nutrients, the child within uh, feels nurtured, feels filled up, and begins to grow again, and this is ultimately the process of nurturing the wounded child and the deeply hurt child, the rejected child, back uh, into our lives, into our present moment daily experiences. Now, the reason people feel so broken and so confused, ashamed when they are disconnected from their child within is because the child within is the most authentic part of us. It's the most, it's the most you, I guess you can say, right? It's the, it's the joyful, the playful, the loving, forgiving, compassionate, free, natural, vulnerable, trusting uh, part of us. It's the, it's the creative part of us. It's, it's the unconditionally loving part of us. So living without an integra integrated child self, if you ask me, is really the root of a lot of problems, a lot of chaos, mental illness, lack of inner peace unfulfilling relationships, and ultimately uh, unhappiness. So to be disconnected from your child self is to be cut off from your essence, from, from source, and, and from, from, from love itself. Next, when we are triggered, there is most usually going to be a stream, an associated stream of negative thoughts or negative consciousness. Uh, and, and usually this is uh, in the form of criticism coming from our inner critic. So it's vital to, to, to pay attention to your self-talk when you are triggered. You know, we want to pay close attention to the specific things, the specific messages that the critic is saying. You know, things that are like, uh, you're an idiot, right? How could you be so dumb making this mistake, especially after you do something to disappoint yourself or somebody else? Uh, you know, negative messages like these are absorbed by the child within uh, early on, and, and, and ultimately we shame our child within uh, really without realizing it, much in the way our superiors shamed us. And, and these messages are, were given to us, and then we go ahead and just regurgitate them and treat ourselves in the same way. So these negative messages and these critical words are the kind of messages that are going to chase away and, and not 
allow the child self to feel uh, safe. And, and, and the child self is sensitive, right? It's vulnerable, it's hurt. So we wanna make sure we're very compassionate. So if we wanna regain the trust of our hurt child within, if we want our inner child to trust us again after all the betrayal, then we in essence need to, to gain its trust. And by we wanna create an environment where the child self will uh, start to trust us, and by do, and this is this is done by not being judgmental, by being accepting, by being compassionate, by being safe, by being peaceful and loving. And when we do this, the child will, within will naturally gravitate towards us. They want us desperately; they need us. And uh, one trigger at, at a time, one part of this child self, one fragment of this child self, one wound at a time, until we are fully integrated, whole, and and one with our child self within. And finally. We wanna to listen to the need below the pain and the negative messages. Now, for example, when your inner child lashes out and says a statement like, uh, you're always alone and no one loves you, right? Instead of getting defensive or fighting this child self, or instead of running away or soothing or, or shaming the child for their needs and for expressing their vulnerabilities, we wanna to listen to the child and learn about the needs below the pain, which in this case might be, let's say, shame for, for being alone, for being so unlovable, right? Uh, and the deep desire, the need to connect and be loved and ultimately not be abandoned. So when we do this, we are able to see that the need that the child has, we're able to learn about it, and ultimately we're able to, uh, to accept responsibility and not abandon the child, and ultimately by nurturing the child that like we talked about, the child self will finally become nurtured back to health and integrated. Now when we are listening to these messages, these negative messages, uh, when we gather the information from the child self, we're able to learn how best to meet those needs, how to be the parent to, to this child within, and uh, meet their needs, one unmet need at a time. And eventually, after all the child, inner child uh, needs are, are met, they're gonna feel cared for, safe, and most importantly, they will feel loved, which gives our child self the, the best chance of fully integrating and becoming whole uh, into our lives. Now I wanna finish off this episode with a poem that was uh, shared by Dr. Whitfield in his book, Healing the Child Within. It's quite lengthy, um, but I was so inspired to share it because when I read it, I was nearly in tears. Uh, and uh, I, I do think that most, if not all of us, are struggling with this concept of a false self. And, and this, uh, this, this powerful poem really summarizes it so, so deeply and so, so nicely. And this poem is by Charles C. Finn. It goes like this. Don't be fooled by me. Don't be fooled by the face that I wear. For I wear a mask, a thousand masks. Masks that I'm afraid to take off, and none of them is me. Pretending is an art that's second nature with me, but don't be fooled. For God's sake, don't be fooled. I give you the impression that I'm secure, that all is sunny and unruffled with me, within as well as without, that, that confidence is my name and coolness my game, that the water's calm and I'm in command and that I need no one, but do not believe me. My surface may seem smooth, but my surface is my mask, ever varying and ever concealing. Beneath lies no complacence, beneath lies confusion and fear and aloneness, but I hide it. I don't want anybody to know it. I panic at the thought of my weakness and fear of being exposed. That's why I frantically create a mask to hide behind, a nonchalant, sophisticated facade to help me pretend, to shield me from the glances that know. But such a glance is precisely my salvation, my only hope, and I know it. That is, if it is followed by acceptance, if it is followed by love. It's the only thing that can liberate me from myself, from my own self-built prison walls, from the barriers I so painstakingly erect. It's the only thing that will assure me of what I can't assure myself, that I am really worth something. But I don't tell you this, I don't dare, I'm afraid to. I'm afraid you'll glance, your glance will not be followed by acceptance, will not be followed by love. I'm afraid you'll think less of me, that you'll laugh and that you'll laugh, your laugh would kill me. I'm afraid that deep down I'm nothing, that I'm just no good and that you will see me and you will reject me. So I play my game, my desperate pretending game with a facade of assurance without 
and a trembling child within. So begins the glittering but empty parade of masks, and my life becomes a front. I idly chatter to you in the suave tones of surface talk. I tell you everything that's really nothing, and nothing of what's everything, of what's crying within me. So when I'm going through my routine, do not be fooled by what I'm saying. Please listen carefully and try to hear what I'm not saying. What I'd like to be able to say, what for survival I need to say, but what I cannot say. I don't like to hide. I don't like to play superficial phony games. I want to stop playing them. I want to be genuine and spontaneous and me, but you've got to help me. You've got to hold out your hand, even when that's the last thing that it seems I want. Only you can wipe away from my eyes the blank stare of the breathing dead. Only you can call me into aliveness. Each time you're kind and gentle and encouraging, each time you try to understand because you really care, my heart begins to grow wings, very small wings, very feeble wings, but wings. With your power to touch me into feeling, you can breathe life into me. I want you to know that. I want you to know how important you are to me, how you can be a creator, a honest-to-God creator of the person that is me if you choose to. You alone can break down the wall behind which I tremble. You alone can remove my mask. You alone can release me from my shadow world of panic and uncertainty, from my lonely prison if you choose to. Please choose to. Do not pass me by. It will not be easy for you. A long conviction of worthless builds, strong walls. The nearer you approach to me, the blinder I may strike back. It's irrational, but despite what the book says about man, often I am irrational. I fight against the very things that I cry out for, but I am told that love is stronger than strong walls, and in this lies my hope. Please try to beat down those walls with firm hands, but with gentle hands, for a child is very sensitive. Who am I, you may wonder? I am someone you know very well, for I am every man you meet, and I am every woman you meet. And that completes the poem. So... This just blew me away. This poem just summarizes so nicely how how very many, how many of us have a deep child within that is hiding. And I hid deeply for years, and I never got my needs met because ultimately uh, I was not in touch with this child self. And I dared to take this child self out and express uh, express him to the world. And um, it was unbelievably lonely and shameful. And uh, there's really nothing darker than uh, when we're disconnected from our child within. So I hope that this podcast episode inspired you to go inward and go save that child within because that child is waiting for you. And unless we save him or her, there's no one in the world that can do that. We can reenact our traumas. We can try to manipulate people, but ultimately we are the only person on the planet who can go in and give that child what he or she needs. And when we do that, we are liberated, we are free, we are present, and ultimately we are healed. If you would like to work with me and go on a journey to rescue and heal the child within, it'd be such an honor to do so. Feel free to reach out to me directly. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.